Welcome to the Gold Silver Pros Podcast with Rob Keens, your precious metals podcast for interviews, breaking economic news, and more. This episode, breaking news, CPI rages as bonds and the dollar begin to collapse. This is Rob Keens with GoldSilverPros.com. It is Thursday, February 10th. 2022 and I want to bring the breaking news for the day of course been waiting for this one it is the CPI print for last month January of 2021 and of course we continue to break highs we've done this the last several months the CPI official government inflation index is at 7.5 percent another 40-year high three months I think of consecutive 39 to 40-year highs dating back to 1982 so the inflation rate continues to rage on of course what that does is it forces the Fed hand the Fed is talking about raising interest rates with Bullard and some other people wanting a half percentage rate hike and for the Fed to get really aggressive to combat persistent inflation so the Fed is now under tremendous pressure and they're starting to talk about raising interest rates not only a quarter of a point at a time maybe not only doing going up to 0.9% by the end of the year but maybe doing I've heard between 5 and 7 rate hikes of 0.25 each or doing a really substantive first hike of one half of 1% uh, at the same time so the the central bank because of its previous policies since Nixon took us off the gold standard in 1971 inclusive of that 50 year 51 year time frame is now under pressure because of its own policies in order uh, to and in, conclu- in collusion with the government in order to uh, buy its own debt, issue its own debt, and print so much money. So you put them together, the Fed and the government. And in any case, they're now combating uh, the mess that they've created over the last 50 years. And I think this is going to be another nail in the coffin of the dollar, that eventually the dollar's on its way out as the world reserve currency. It'll still exist as a currency. It just won't be the world's reserve currency. But major inflation print. Uh, this morning, I was looking at bonds, and the 10-year had risen to almost 2%. The two-year was about 1.5%, and we'll see where bonds trade at the end of the day. But we're getting closer to a yield curve inversion between the two and the 10-year. And then what that means is if the two-year rate in the bonds rises above that of the 10-year, it means that bond traders see more immediate risk to the economy, and it's always a sign of an upcoming recession. So we'll track that as well. But the big news is inflation, 7.5%. I think third month in a row, it hit a 40-year high. So inflation obviously is not going away. Now, that's just government inflation number. We don't really believe that's the total inflation. If you look at shadow stats where they use 1980 methodologies without all of the adjustments since, meaning you want to compare period to period, it's more in the 14% range. But even the government number of 7.5 is extremely, extremely high. And talking about what has gone up on goods, the household furnishings and supply surged 1.6%. Apparel spiked 1.1%. Used cars jumped 1.5%. Recreation commodities 1%. Medical goods 0.9%. And other goods increased 0.8%. That's just month over month. That's from last month where we had the 7.2% CPI. Those all went up. Uh, more about a percentage or more than a percentage point from a month ago and that's where you get to that's what helps make up the 7.25 percent and services rents stayed up about 0.42 percent month over month 
and primary residence accelerating 2.54% month over month. So real estate prices are still going up for that reason. The strongest monthly increase since October 1992 in rent and in uh, real estate, uh, residential real estate prices. Medical care services accelerated 0.6% month over month, doubling from December. The rate has doubled from December. Hospital services spiked 0.5% month over month. Uh, due to partly to Omicron cases and other things, other demand, health insurance spiked 2.7% month over month. So your insurance is getting more expensive and professional services grew 0.2% as physicians seem to be unaffected by the Medicare cut this month. So physicians may be absorbing some of those cost increases, not passing on to customers, but that won't last long. As a result, the markets are basically uh, down. We have the Dow down about 1%, the S&P down 1.39%, NASDAQ down 1.5%. Uh, gold is trading up on the day, and I'll give you the gold and silver numbers. Gold right now, as I'm recording this, is up to 1830.52, up $22, which is about 1.25%. Silver is currently up to 23.31, as I record this, up 79 cents, about 3.5%. Now, earlier in the day, about 11 a.m., uh, Eastern time, gold and silver were trading much higher. Silver was trading at 23.70, and gold at that time frame was trading. If I can get the chart to reload, yeah, the chart's not going to reload, but it was trading much higher as well. So both gold and silver were trading much higher earlier in the day, and they have since come down as the markets reacted. But gold and silver doing what they should be doing under high inflation print and economic problems, and I expect to see that these continuing economic problems and the forcing the hand of the Fed into their policy of raising interest rates and tapering and even potentially running off their balance sheet, as the Fed looks like it wants to do, is going to continue to buoy the gold and silver price. Of course, we called this a couple of weeks ago and we said we see a silver price uh, spike coming when we looked at the commitment of traders report from the CFTC and we saw the bullion banks go net long. Now they have come back and, and been net short on the last report by only a few thousand contracts. So they're still staying around that Maginot line or that net even line on silver which is historic because they've historically for the last 10 years been very, very short and they're kind of the smart money in the derivatives trade on the COMEX. So I saw that silver price probably was going to start spiking because of that change in the commitment of traders, the futures market from net short to net long and about net even, pretty close to net even, slightly short. Um, so I saw the silver price spike increase and I think the bullion banks know what's going on. They know the pressures in inflation. They know the rising interest rates on the bonds. They know uh, the continuing deterioration of the economy is occurring, and that's why they've gone about net long or about even in the precious metals. And in gold, they're still net short, uh, which tells me they don't expect the big boom to come in gold and silver right away. But over time, they've been reducing, on the, on the latest commitment of traders report from the CFTC, the bullion banks have been reducing their shorts in gold and going long, although to a lesser degree than silver. And I think that's because silver tends to be a little more volatile while gold moves more slowly. So I do expect them to take more time in getting to a net even position in gold and maybe a long position in gold, the bullion banks on the commitment of traders in the coming futures market, but we'll see how that plays out. But a lot of signs indicate gold and silver are going to resume their upper trends. That doesn't mean they're going to move in a straight line or they're going to go straight up, you know, 50%, but they are going to continue to go up. I think this, I would safely say that we've resumed the bull market in gold and silver. Now it's going to take time for that to play out. It's not going to happen in a day or a week or even a month, but that bull market is officially resuming and it's because people are realizing the economy's in some trouble. Now, I think the big boom won't come until the Fed enacts some more aggressive policy and or we have a black swan event like a bank failure. 
I reserve the right to say that a black swan event may uh, force the Fed's hand to try to actually go back to cutting. And I also talked with uh, Patrick on Silver Bullion TV this morning, that'll be out later on his channel, that I believe he was talking about presidential cycles and when the president gets elected, the Fed's under pressure to be more easing oriented. I do think that this plays into that timeline. So I think the Fed's gonna be more aggressive and cut rates and maybe run off its balance sheet or at least reduce purchases. But I think as the election cycle happens and as the economy starts to turn over due to that Fed policy about the same time, they'll probably have to reverse course and go to more of an easing policy stance. Of course, this is an early prediction heading into what could you know happen much later. But I think that's kind of the way the markets are going to play out. But breaking news on CPI, it's high. It's not going away. Anybody who thinks inflation is going away at this point is going to be made the fool, I believe, uh, has already been made the fool, and I think re needs to re-examine uh, their, their thoughts on the economy. And I think it forces the Fed to act. And I think what David Hunter was on our program before saying that he sees one more melt-up in the big crash is probably true. The melt-up will probably occur. Uh, in the final stage of euphoria in the market, and then we'll have the crashes. The timing of that, we're going to have to continue to watch it. There are millions of different um, data points and inputs and, and market decisions being made in the economy, so we're gonna, not going to predict certain dates, but we will follow it and we'll give you the guidestones and the milestones and keep you updated on these breaking news segments on the channel. There's actually more breaking news that I want to bring you, but I'm going to save it for um, the next one because I think uh, CPI warrants its own uh, breaking news segment by itself. Again, markets are pretty much down, uh, except for gold and silver. Um, oil, I think, was down as well. Uh, the big major market indices like the Russell, uh, NASDAQ are all trading down. I think at one point, mm, the Dow was down quite a bit, and then it's recovered. So some of these are recovering. Uh, and I expect them to kind of trade up a little bit until the Fed actually acts. Uh, based upon the data. So whenever the data comes out, until the Fed really acts, a lot of the markets will rebound a little bit. But I do think the bond markets are, are some of the smartest analysts are there, and you continue to see rising bond rates. They're not subsiding. And I think that's more indicative of what the smart money thinks is going to happen in the economy than the stock market. So the stock market will rebound a little bit more than the bond market, but the stock market's never really been the quote-unquote smart money. It's always been the bond market. So I would say pay attention to the bond market first, for indications of where we're going in the economy. Second, pay attention to gold and silver. And third, if you want to pay attention to stocks, but really follow the economic data. We'll print that out here for you here at Gold Silver Pros. So you have that. You just simply follow the channel and we'll do it for you. Until next time, guys, this has been Rob Keens with goldsilverpros.com. Thank you for listening to the Gold Silver Pros podcast. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Twitter. See you next time.